Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. Happy day seven. Yes. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it's been a week already. You guys, this has been so fun. Has been. And um, yeah, we're just, we're super grateful to every one of you that has invested your very valuable time and energy into these trainings and um, yeah, just for helping us to make them what they've been and make this space what it's been. And, uh, you know, we really just set a very strong intention at the beginning of this, that this would become a, a channel and a space for people to get whatever it is that they are currently needing. And I, I, I mean, from what I've heard from people, it's, it's definitely been that. And uh, yeah, it's just been an honor. Yeah, it's been an absolute honor. And we're, yeah, our intention today is that it wraps everything up, drives everything home. And again, just, um, yeah, just keep this with you. The things that integrated, the things that sparked in you, these trainings are also up on the Low and Zoe show. And there's a um, hundred plus episodes <laughs> there oh. with, um, with the Low and Zoe energy, if this was resonating with you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have kicked off officially the sort of pre-mastermind because we had our, our first group of you come in uh, before the, uh, the, sorry, the pre-bonus <laughs> that we had expiring last night. Um, and it's just already such a, a potent space. We're really, really excited. For those of you that are still looking at it, we do have the last of the uh, fast action bonuses expiring tomorrow night. And uh, it's a huge collection of bonus courses and content for you guys to really help to, su to support you, not only in this journey over the next six months, but after that as well. And Zoe and I have two other courses, uh, mainly that we run live once or twice a year. Each one is quantum creators, which many of you guys have been in. And that's all about the quantum physics side of manifestation. And then we've got imperfect and prosperous. And, uh, that work is a bit more in line with what we've been talking about this week. Um, and your lifetime access to both of those courses are included when you sign up before tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern. So um, we will continue to talk about divinity, divinity, sorry, at the end of seven days of talking. Apparently, I don't have a brain anymore. But uh, and yeah, if you guys have any questions, let us know. We'll, we'll continue to um, chat about it. And it's going to stay open for a little bit longer. But uh, yeah, we just we couldn't be more excited. And you know, now's the time to jump in if you're wanting to take advantage of just of all the fast action bonuses. And yeah, it's, it's, it's already just been such a great, such a great space. And I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm super, super excited as well. And so if you guys have any questions about that, don't hesitate to reach out, but we would love the opportunity to work more closely with you over the next six months and integrate even deeper levels of acceleration, momentum and transformation in your life. Yep. Yeah. And you know, divinity. Today's, we're going to really bring it all home today. Today, we're specifically talking about divinity as an identity. And Zoe and I really started our journey together in terms of this, our, our business, if you'll call it that, four years ago, um, speaking to the power of identity, speaking to essentially our relationship with ourselves and how it is that we view ourselves, the beliefs we have about ourselves and how that is ultimately what is creating our reality. And our understanding, our, our understanding of it has evolved over the years and we've launched different courses and programs in line with the topic of identity, but divinity as an identity is really like next, next level in terms of what it stands for and what it represents. And 
we're going to bring that all full circle for you today. And I know, Zoe, you wanted something, you wanted to kick off with something in particular that was really integrating for you today. Yeah. So as we're speaking to divinity as an identity, I know in the past couple of days, we sort of touched on how sometimes previous identities can hold you hostage. The identity and the conditioned way of being of divinity and everything that we're bringing forth in that container is all about freedom, like your ultimate level way of being that's living that life of pure freedom. And for me this morning, I had a huge breakthrough in the area of life that I've been personally working relentlessly at for like over the last six months. And it was huge. I really feel like I officially like entered through the gateway into the way of being in divinity in love and relationships in a place where I felt very stuck making my way into the new paradigm, but um, very stuck here in in this in a space for um, the last couple of weeks where I was moving through a lot of emotions, still a lot of breakthroughs, a lot of big epiphanies and aha moments, especially over this past week, just being in the momentum of this container. But today I really uncovered something with my coach that I wanted to share with you guys today. And I had a client session as well. And um, my beautiful client reflected back to me as my mirror, this this very similar uh, place. And of course, I was able to integrate integrate that even further. So Lo, is it okay if I go into a bit of a story time here? Please, please. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So the space that I've been actively working on is love and relationships. And what I want to start off by saying at the beginning of this is that I have feelings for someone. And I want to start off by saying that because I don't let myself say that. I have, I have been someone who carries a lot of shame, carries a lot of fear around having feelings for another person. And I can follow this down to the root. I remember being younger and I remember telling my cousins and and my brothers who I had a crush on and we were outside playing road hockey and they started yelling it at this this guy and then I got super embarrassed and, you know, like (laughs) I can I can identify moments where I probably held a lot of shame from like childhood and, and now it's laughable, too. But what I found is that through my um through my adult years and like coming into really being a woman and being who I am, there were moments in time where I started to like really fall for people. For me, it's actually kind of rare when that does happen. Like it's been a couple of years since I feel like I've really had feelings for someone, but there's been such a fear in the expression of that because I felt like I always got it wrong. I felt like you know I followed my feelings, I followed the synchronicities and then it didn't work out with this person. And sometimes it didn't work out in really big, tumultuous, and ended up in really messy, let's say, circumstances, like an abusive relationship that wind up in a court case. And I held a lot of shame because I felt, again, like I I chose wrong. It actually wasn't safe for me to trust my feelings. It wasn't safe for me to trust my emotions. It wasn't safe for me to trust my desires. That was sort of what was implemented from my journey in in letting my heart lead, let's say, in that space. And um, what I recently uncovered with my coach was that I recognized that I was caught up in a lot of judgment. I was caught up in a lot of judgment around myself for having feelings, for 
like really just trying to question the situation, question the circumstances, find the root of everything, figure out how I could get over this person, figure out how I could just exile them from my heart or from my mind and just be done with it and move on to the next and create a clean and clear space. But in that, I was not actually letting my desires flow freely in that I was actually judging my emotions as they were flowing through me. And in that I was denying my divine feminine essence, right? The divine feminine, the way of being relaxed receptivity, allowing emotions to flow freely through you and just being who you are. I was actually trying to deny myself of my emotions. I was denying myself because let's say, I mean, I don't know how this person feels about me. That's none of my business, but let's just say it's unrequited love. So does that mean that I'm still not allowed to have romantic feelings that are feeling like they want to flow through me and I'm trying to suppress them and, and shove them back down in my being? Like that's actually what was causing the mental turmoil was because I had, um, I had desires romantic desires and feelings flowing through my heart that I was deciding were wrong and that it wasn't okay for me to feel those things, right? It's not safe because we don't know how this person feels. It's not safe because this person isn't here right now. And it's it's just simply not safe to have feelings for a man who hasn't fully expressed how he feels for you first, right? So that's sort of where this was coming from. And so I, I really recognize that. And I'm like, oh, no, like it was such a sigh of relief to just say, fine, it doesn't even matter. Like it's none of my business how this man feels about me, but I'm still allowed to feel however which way I want to feel about him. Like if I have a crush on him, if I like, if I feel a desire towards him, like it's all okay. It's actually all welcome here. And that's the space of divinity is like every single emotion, everything that's flowing through you is to be not judged. It's just to be felt. It's just to be experienced because whatever's in the now is exactly for you. And so I just felt a huge sigh of relief after I'm like, I am just going to, I'm just going to be in my divine feminine, whatever emotions want to flow through today. That's totally fine. The space where I get mixed up and I get in my head about it is when I'm judging that those emotions and those desires are wrong. So what was funny was that I just decided to put on some music and dance um, just like shake out my body, you know, move the body, get the energy flowing. And the song came on and actually reminded me of this guy that I like completely fell head over heels in love with um, when I was 20 years old. And we'll call him Alan. So <laughs> Alan. So I had like fallen in love with Alan when I was when I was 20 years old. And what was interesting was like the song came on, it reminded me of this guy named Alan. I was like, oh my God, like I love I love Alan so much because what I was realizing in that moment was Alan was the first like gentleman, the first guy that I ever had feelings for that one, I fell head over heels for instantly. But then two, I felt like he actually was in his masculine and I could be in my feminine. I was 20 years old, but like that was the first time that I had that experience. Right. So I, I am like dancing to the song. I'm like, oh my God, I, I, so grateful for Alan. I love Alan so much. Let me tell you, Alan is married, you guys. Like Alan is out there in the world. We have not spoken. I don't, you know, this was over a decade ago. But then I was like, this is it. Like I'm having this moment with this song where I am like gushing all this love for Alan 
he's out there married. I'm not about to reach out to him, right? I'm not, I'm no threat. <laughs> like the, if he was here in the three-dimensional reality, it, it wouldn't have been a match anyways. But it's like, I, you know, before I let myself be free, I would have made myself wrong for that. I would have been like, Alan's married, get out of your head, like, or get out of that place. Like, don't let the love flow, flow freely. And through this whole situation, what I've learned is that I haven't felt safe to love freely, right? And I haven't felt safe to love freely because I haven't given myself the opportunity to let my love flow freely through me. I've made my love wrong every time. I've judged my love. I've tried to put it through all of these different filters. Like, we're not going to totally admit to those feelings unless he does this first. We're not going to admit to those feelings until you hear from him. We're not going to admit to those feelings because that was in the past. And I just like allowed myself to just be a vessel of love. And I decided like, that's just who I get to be now. That's just who I get to be as someone who loves freely. Right. I'm like not saying I'm going to go after like Alan or anything. Like I said, he's married. Like I'm not meaning this in a way of like, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> I love all, you know, whatever. I understand. I am like very aware of my my feelings, but it doesn't mean that I can't have love and give myself the gift of loving freely because it's only in that space that I give someone else the opportunity to completely love me freely. Does this make sense, Lo? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it just demonstrates so perfectly these ways in which we have conditions and you know we make ourselves smaller we try to fit ourselves into a certain box or a certain way of being and we only allow ourselves to show up as part of ourselves but what we really want is to be seen and celebrated in all areas of our lives for our full true selves right but then we don't let ourselves show up that way in life in business it's i have to be this version of me in business and i have to be this version of me in relationships but how come all i'm getting is a reflection that, you know, a reflection from other people that aren't seeing and celebrating me for all of me. Well, because you're not seeing or celebrating you for all of you, right? And what if it's all okay? What if it's safe to love someone that that doesn't, you know, send that back to you? What if that's okay? What if you could be someone that celebrates their own ability to even have that as being available to someone? I mean, that is something to celebrate within your yourself, though, because you have done so much work now to be able to offer that first to yourself, but, but to someone else as well. And there's someone else desperately seeking that. But until we find safety within all of ourselves, we will not create a life that reflects it back to us. Right. And so we're, we're trying to create love from fear. We're trying to create abundance from lack, right? In business, I, I see it all the time. I have to be this version of myself. I have to embody this boss babe energy. And it's like, well, how come not all of you is worthy of people's investment in money? How come not all of you is worthy of somebody's love? And when we start to integrate that and have these breakthroughs that Zoe is demonstrating for us, that's what gets to be reflected back to us. But what we do is we we don't look at that within ourselves. And I mean, I'm speaking very broadly here, so I'm not I'm not implementing this towards everyone in the chat or anything. But what we do sort of as a society is we don't want to look at the things within ourselves. We don't want to fully accept ourselves, but we're hoping that someone else will do it for us. Or we're hoping that we'll get a reflection in our business that allows us to feel enough because that is that can then be our source, right? And it just goes like around and around and around. And then we have to 
try and control all of these conditions that we've maybe found a way to meet. And it's very, it's very fragile to say the least, right? And divinity is a way of being that doesn't need to control any of it because all of it's okay. All of it's safe. All of it is divine, right? And it's like this space. I mean, it's kind of really flipping like manifestation, doing a 180 around the way that we think about it, where it's like, instead of trying to get things out there so that we can feel a certain way in here, it's feeling a certain way in here so that our, our outside world naturally reflects it back to us. And that way of being is one of, you know, non-judgment. It's one of relatively low resistance. It's one of just that openness that we've been talking about. And so with what you're describing, Zoe, what I hear is this openness, this freedom to love and then to receive love as, as a, a result. Yes. Thanks. So I feel free. You guys, I feel liberated. I finally feel like I cracked the code and maybe I didn't, maybe tomorrow my ego comes up with some other thing, but it's like, I really, really identified what I feel like was one of the final pieces of where I haven't let myself be free. I haven't let myself know that it's actually safe to let desires and romantic love flow through your heart. Again, it really has this kind of essence of the divine feminine. That's like, let all of your feelings flow, like let just dissolve into them, let yourself be them, let them be there. Do not judge yourself. And if we're, if I'm going to translate this in the, in terms of the body and how I refer to the body as like the temple, it's like, everything's welcome in the temple of your being right? Nothing is wrong because everything is right, right? Like, you know, nothing, nothing's right or wrong, let's say, but like everything that you're feeling, I want to say is right because it's there in front of you. It's there within you. It's there flowing through you. Like you're not doing it wrong. You cannot make a mistake. Like everything that is there for you has a purpose and it's safe. It's safe to all be there. Like I shared a few days ago when I was kind of having these scary impulses where I felt uncomfortable and I was like, oh, I want to just go drink a glass of wine or I want to go and eat food, even though I'm not hungry, I want a dessert. Like I had, I was scared of those impulses that were coming through me. But in fact, the, the reframe that I took on it was like, how do I, if, if I always come back to devotion towards the self, and I know that to be my pathway back to full self-acceptance, self-love, that, that, that state of nothingness, that state of spaciousness, that if an impulse is is coming through the temple right now of my being, it's okay. I'm going to let it be there. I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to judge myself as being like, you've got bad habits or you've got, you know, evilness inside of you or whatever else, you know, I just decided it's all actually welcome here. And in deciding that was all welcome here, it just passed through and went away. I didn't need the glass of wine. I didn't need to go eat the dessert. I just decided that that's okay that it's there. And then it ceased to exist right? So it's, it's like anything that's in your reality, anything that's in your body, anything that's presenting itself, it has a purpose. And who are who are we as in who are our egos to judge that it's not supposed to look that way? It's not supposed to feel that way? Like, how are you not letting yourself be free? And again, sometimes it takes a journey within like, I've like I said, I've been relentlessly working at this love stuff for like, six, seven months now. <laughs> But I feel like I really have been cracking the code continuously, continuously, continuously to more freedom to now I feel like, oh, something 
something big is definitely going to happen in my reality soon because I've now just given myself the ultimate freedom to love freely. I, I didn't realize that I wasn't giving myself the space to do that. And one thing I will say, a quick little note here, is that after my after my session with my coach this morning, I was like, I'm going to have to tell Lo that I still have feelings for the sky. <laughs> <laughs> even though I know that Lo obviously knows that, even like <laughs> I know that Lo obviously knows that, but I also know that like because we're best friends and like Lo's heard this whole journey, that she's probably like a part of you might hope that I'm I'm over him already because I've been trying to be over him, but then I'm gonna come back swinging in. Lo, I have feelings for him and I've decided it's okay. <laughs> And I know that Lo is in full love and acceptance of that, but it was, it's kind of funny because I think sometimes we might fear also that like, like we have different feelings day to day. We have different feelings moment to moment. And we wonder if the people around us will be okay with that. But then part of my work was coming to Lo and deciding that it was safe to be myself in my feels, in my, in my romantic desires around Lo. That was safe. <laughs> well, I know probably better than you do, Zoe, that you still have feelings for this person. <laughs> you never fooled me, sorry to say, that that wasn't <laughs> something that was still happening. But what I love about this is that now you're like, maybe this isn't something that I need to to desperately try and make different, right? Because, I mean, this is like deep work, like next level work that you've been doing, Zoe. And one of the things that I've been saying to you throughout is like, you know, this journey of moving past this person or whatever it is that it's, it's meant to look like is going to be what it's going to be. And there might be months of like ups and downs in terms of how free you feel from the situation. And the best thing that we can do is accept that that is okay. Right. And so this is actually like where I've been wanting to help you get to is more like not there's, there's nothing to change other than the belief that we need changing. And that's what divinity as an identity and as an energy output that effortlessly receives is all about. And the way that that looks, say in, well, actually I wanted to ask you though, um, cause I'll give an example of what this has looked like for me in business. But when you imagine this really fulfilling partnership that you've, that you've been creating, you know, forever, how does it feel? Name some like key emotions. It feels like the freedom to love ultimately now that I've like unlocked this within myself today, it just feels like that. It feels uninhibited. It feels mm -hmm. like I can just be the divine feminine. Like it really, I feel like this was another kind of awakening today. It was like a sigh of relief. Cause even I found myself, um, you know, after I had this breakthrough and meditated, had it had an array of emotions. And I was like, there's just this inner part of me that just wants to relax and be held. Mm right? So then that's another thing too. And when I say relax and be held, I mean, obviously physically, but I mean, more so like energetically and emotionally. And like, I just want to, like, I desire to have that masculine construct and container and not be the one that has to take care of me and take care of it all and like hold it all together. Like, cause that's the thing too, as I was struggling with, with my coach, I'm like, what, how I came to the session was like me in a hot mess. It's like 7am. I'm like hot off the treadmill. I'm like, listen, I'm like, what's the line here where you're like, I've got me better than I've ever had me. I'm taking such good care of me. But then what's the line where I'm like, I'm taking so much care of me that I block the masculine <laughs> from coming in, right? Like, this is a fine dance. Like, let me tell this is where I've, I've, I've wondered 
I'm like, is this an independence block? Like, you know, it's kind of been in my reality, my consciousness for so long. But really, like the key to unlocking that was me actually realizing like, I haven't, I haven't let myself love freely. I haven't let the desires, the romantic desires leave, let's say this energetic field of my heart, unless a man came in and expressed his feelings first, then I then all of a sudden, I would decide that it was safe to like him, it was safe to have a crush on him. And the thing is, is like, this is in my own mind, right? Like, I'm allowed to have crush on whoever I want to have a crush on. But like, in my own mind, I haven't let that be okay. I have not let that be okay. <laughs> so here's what divine magnetism is about and divinity as a way of being. I mean, divinity is like divine magnetism, but like really wired in after these six months. But I asked you, you know, what is it that you, what, how does this relationship feel to you? And you said it feels free. It feels uninhibited. It feels safe. It feels very supportive. Like I can just, I'm just free to be me. Right. But the story that you told about the ways in which you were holding back from wanting to have certain of yourself, certain parts of yourself be seen or even be there in terms of your emotions altogether was inhibited, was not safe. It's not safe to have these feelings, was um, not accepting parts of yourself, right? You want someone to see and accept all parts of you, but you weren't doing that, right? Um, because there was a whole lot of somethingness going on about having feelings for someone or uh, you know, having certain emotions towards a circumstance that then you're uh, a situation that you're then afraid of creating more of. So divine magnetism is like embodiment of the, 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 like um, the vibrational essence of the desires that we want, right? In business, we want freedom, but then we're like, oh, give me all of the rules that I need to follow meticulously every day so that I can create freedom. But we're operating within a space of entrapment and expecting that in that energy, we're going to create freedom for ourselves. And it does not work that way. Freedom breeds freedom. Self-acceptance breeds being accepted, right? Um, and and so am I, am I making sense, Zoe, in terms of just like, like you desire this this connection that has you feel uninhibited, free to 100% be yourself, be all of you, be celebrated and seen for exactly who you are. And what you've been undoing is the layers that have been preventing you from being those things. Yes. I mean, always, Lo, you make complete sense. Like I, I've been explaining this kind of analogy to Lo lately, the way that I see it. I'm like, I let my channel go and flow freely and Lo can just frame whatever I say in like the human language. <laughs> Like I come out low with like these downloads and like, you know, the story times and then Lo's like, okay, so what I'm hearing is, is exactly this. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's exactly what's happened. So yes, on point low as always. Well, and like a lot of these beliefs we inherit, especially when we get into this work and we're like, okay, my thoughts create my reality. And then with that comes like this, like neuroses of watching every single thought of ours and then writing stories about our own emotions and really, it's like it's safe to have all of the emotions, but it, we have to feel safe within them. And the way that this has looked in business, and especially as like a business mentor that specifically focuses on the energy component of it all, is we have so many rules that we often inherit just from the, the industry that is entrepreneurship, especially online, um, 
that we have to then meet and they are energetic. They're, I mean, rules, conditions, I often like to talk, them, talk about them as conditions, um, right? We need to position ourselves in a specific way. We need to say the right things. We need to post this often. Our website needs to look like this. We need to brand. And we're made to believe that if any one of these things isn't quite right, isn't quite curated in the most perfect way, that that's going to be the reason that we don't make any money or the algorithm changed. And now that's the thing that if we don't learn exactly how to um, to curate our content to it, that again, we're not going to make money. And we're made to believe that our our access to whatever it is that we want, whether that's love or success or um, health is through meeting these conditions, right? I gotta feel this way, act this way, believe these things, exude this kind of energy. When in reality, divinity is a space of none of that. It's a space of non-judgment. It's a space of non-resistance. It's a space of desire for desire's sake, not desire for attachment or safety's sake. And you know, we were chatting in the group, the mastermind chat this morning, just about the topic of acceptance, which whenever I bring up acceptance, because for me, like the biggest things in my life have come when I stopped fighting wherever it was that I was currently at. And energetically, what's happening there is you are letting go of the resistance that's in the way from things coming in. So our participants were saying, you know, I'm afraid that if I fully accept this area of, of my life, that it won't change. And I've heard that like so many times, so I wanted to speak to it. And I said, it's not, it's not letting go or accepting the lack of the desire. It's not letting go of the desire itself. It's letting go of everything that is in the way of it. It's letting go of the conditions that we're, we're trying to meticulously meet, but we really, really can't. <laughs> um, it's letting go of you know, just the the thoughts and the emotions as they come up, it's cultivating our ability to move into this space of supreme openness, which is then in the way that I think about it, and that I experience manifestation, especially quantum leaps is like intention, like, here's what I desire, here's how it feels, I'm gonna, you know, tune into that in small ways, I don't do a lot of like, creational work at this point, personally, unless it just feels good when I'm in the hot tub, I like, visualize because that's fun and that's something I enjoy. It's not a condition though. It's not a requirement. So intention plus nothing, right? And there's actually, there's books that I've read on this around the topic of like mindless manifesting. It's like just, we just need to be the intention. There's not all these conditions that we need to meet or parts of ourselves we need to only show up as. And it's those beliefs that there are things to change or things that aren't aligned with what it is that we want that keep us stuck. We're just constantly going, well, I want the the success. I want the 10K a month business, but I can't have that until I feel a certain level of, um, you know, boss babe energy. I got to live in the end. I got to embody my success before it comes. I, can, I can't tell you how much money, guys, I have manifested when I did not feel successful at all. And it's because that's not actually a condition. We have to let go of the condition that we need to feel really, really successful and like pretend we already have the $100,000 before it comes. I've never figured out how to do that. What I can do is let go of that condition. And what's in the what's left is like just presence and joy and, you know, this space of real just like divine presence that lets things in. So anyways, we have these goals around 10k month or the love of my life. But in order to have a 10k month, I got to feel like really, really successful, but I don't feel successful because I'm not making 10k. So somehow it's like this cycle that we go through in our mind, and we can get really, really trapped, not in anything other than just these 
false notions we have about what we need to do or what has to take place in order for us to have what I what we want. It's in the letting go of that, not actually meeting any of those conditions that things start to just flow in. And that's the way that it was always meant to be. Yes. And just to kind of touch on acceptance there for a minute, same thing as low. I found like anytime in my reality, when I finally decided to put down the sword to stop fighting what was and look at very clearly what was in front of me and just accept it, that's when the support, the the money, the love, whatever it was came in. And I remember it was like before Lo and I launched the Quantum Creators course, I remember I was in like $10,000 worth of debt. And I was like, I was so making myself wrong about it. I'm like, I was so stirred up about it. And then I just got like, I, it's almost like I looked it right in the eye and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm $10,000 in debt. So what? Almost. Yeah. <laughs> and then well, when I launched Quantum Creators and it's, it's a hit. And then also I tracked all these clients and then, you know, it was like, that was no thing. It was like a week or two later, that was no thing. And it's like, sometimes it just like the things in our reality, we try to almost, we, we argue with them, we fight them or we ignore them. And then we try to keep going and just be like, if maybe if I ignore that thing, it'll just go away. But again, it, it's got a purpose. That's why it's there. And it won't like cease to exist until you learn what's needed to be learned. And I've had the same, like same thing with, I've never like, you know, I've never been able to maintain, let's say that boss vibe, full confidence frequency, walking down the street with the ice latte, like whatever you want. Like that's just not a thing that's accessible all the time. That's just not a thing, right? We were humans with an array of different emotions, array of different vibes. Like I think about it, like sometimes I'm like full ceremonial Zoe, like just want to like meditate all day with like my happy. Sometimes I'm boss babe Zoe in the co-working space, like working away sometimes, that, but none of it means anything about anything. None of it means that I'm not lovable. I'm not desirable. Um, none of it means that I can't make money because I'm meditating. Like none of, none of that means anything, <laughs> right? Like, let me know if you're catching the drift here. You're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. And the work then is, you know, if, if there's patterns that continuously present themselves or circumstances that you no longer want, like debt, for example, um, that, that stick around by accepting it, the work there is, I mean, a big part of what we'll do in divinity, but the work there is looking at, well, why am I, why am I resisting this? Like, what am I making this circumstance mean about myself? Where am I giving my power away to these circumstances? And it's, it's like, the pattern ceases to keep showing up in your reality when you decide that you're bigger than it or you're bigger than those circumstances meaning anything. Instead, we look at our circumstances and we're like, it means all of these horrible things about me that I'm not lovable or that I was a failure or whatever. And so I'm going to just not look at it. I'm going to try to manifest um, outcomes on the other side that let me get rid of it so that I can pretend like it never happened. But the problem with that, and, and like I did this, like same thing with debt, um, where like multiple times I had a lot of shame around debt for like different reasons, school and, and then like starting my business and just like certain like, uh, consumer, what would you say? Like consumer debt anyways. Um, and I would pay it all off because it was like shameful and I didn't, you know, I would manifest the money, but it always came back and it would come back in bigger amounts because the lesson there is to look at it and be like, what part of me is I, is, is 
being significant about having this be here right now, right? What part of me is being significant about the circumstances as they are so that, and, and then having me want to try and manifest things being differently so that I don't have to look at the deep part of me that feels shame over that or feels unlovable over that or like whatever it is. I hope I'm making sense. But when you get to this space of non-judgment where it doesn't matter if you're a million dollars in debt or it doesn't matter if you've been single your entire life, those things don't define you. They don't actually mean anything about you. Now you get to be free of them. Now you get to choose freely what you desire to create and manifest because there's no, there's nothing wrong with desiring to be out of debt or to have the love of your life. But when we're doing it because we want to avoid, what we're really doing is bandaging things deep within ourselves. Much of it is generational. I mean, this work is, in my opinion, largely appealing to people who are being called into lessons and learning that is it's it's healing generations it's healing generations past and generations to come like this is a a major paradigm shift that we're all being called into and so you might be you might be healing on behalf of you know god knows how many other people but that's really what the practice is is like oh i feel resistance around this i don't want to look at my bank account today or i don't want to i don't know whatever what part of Lauren needs to be seen right now? What part of Lauren is trying to run from certain circumstances because she's making them mean something about herself when ultimately they don't, right? Um, yeah, I think that's all I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, and it's in that it's in that self inquiry that's so key because that self inquiry opens you up into a space of curiosity. And again, when you're curious, judgment cannot exist. And when it when we're in judgment, we're in suffering, right? But as soon as we ABC, always be curious, right? Start to ask the self, start to go inwards, that we can actually create the breakthroughs and create the shifts and then and then honor our needs and give ourselves our needs, right? Like listen to that inner voice, what it needs, provide that for ourselves. And then the external reality provides that for us as a reflection of our work. And that's when, again, miracles happen and shifts, big shifts can happen quickly, always. Like, I mean, we've seen it countless times inside like quantum creators course, of course, because that there's like a lot of intention around quantum leaps in that, but like big change happens quickly in any area of life. If you decide to tune inwards and listen to that voice and listen to what's being asked. And one thing that um, I want to give you guys a little bit of a, an exercise or a practice is when I was having a really hard time, um, maybe like four months ago, I was just like going through the motions, you know, doing a lot of healing. And I was having an, a really hard time just accepting my life for where I was. I was like, I'm still single. I don't own property yet. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I want to leave Bali. I'm not sure, right? Like everything was going up, down, all over the place. And so I would just like sift through my mind, sift through my being and say like, can I accept the fact that I'm single? And then I was like, yeah. Can I accept the fact that I don't know where home is? Yeah. Can I accept the fact that I'm going to be 31 and I like, I'm not a millionaire yet. Yep. Can I accept that? Right. Like I was just tuning into like all this random stuff, all these random like expectations. Again, we come back to expectations, random expectations that I had on myself in the past. And I moved through, I'm like, can I just accept that I am exactly where I am right now? And then, right, I move through all this and then yes. And then it's just this huge lightness because a lot of the time we're not, we're not going inwards. We're not listening to that voice on the inside. And then that's where the judgments are shooting 
from the left, from the right, all over the place. They're keeping us sticky in our mind and we're not being with ourselves. We're not actually being present to our emotions, to our feelings in, in our internal world. And so even then that itself, if, if I continue to ignore and neglect my inner world, my external reality would continue to look like absolute chaos and I would be triggered all over the place. So perhaps take on that exercise of just like anywhere where you're feeling sticky in your life, like it's maybe it's the category of your business. Can you, can you move through an acceptance list? Like, can I accept that I didn't hit the numbers that I intended to hit this month? Yep. Can I intend, or can I accept that maybe I didn't get as many, um, inquiries this month? Yeah. Like whatever, whatever that looks like for you, but move through this, this questioning of acceptance and see where, if any place do you get stuck or where, if any place do you have resistance to acceptance of what is. Yeah, I want to share like um, sort of two examples from business and in like contrasting, you know, the sort of divinity way of being this this empty space way of being this allowing versus a a very like kind of controlling way of going about things. Um, because probably for the first couple of years of my business, and I I did create a lot of beautiful outcomes, but there was a lot of plates for me to keep spinning in the air, and I. I would get to the end of a launch and I would, I would feel like I, I was emotionally exhausted because I, in that time, was watching every thought, watching every emotion, trying to change absolutely everything, um, making all of it mean something. And as an example, like I've done so many different um, trainings, launch trainings, sort of similar to this one. And I would, like one of the things I remember I did earlier on in my business was I would put a piece of tape over the part of my screen that showed me how many people were watching because that was enough to have me spiral into all of this meaning. Like if I started with 10 people listening and then by the end I only had four in my head, it's that uh, they didn't like what I had to say. I couldn't hold their attention. They're definitely not going to sign up for the thing that I'm promoting. Um, just like all of this meaning, right? And so it was like, I did figure out a way to meet a lot of conditions for a short period of time where I would have the viewership and I would have the energy behind the launch. And then I would allow those things to mean that it was going to be successful. But then I'd have other launches, one in particular that I can think of where it's like everything that could go wrong did go wrong in the, in the training. And it was a failure of a launch because there was plenty of people in my audience that would have been interested in the, that ha that were interested, that told me but energetically, I didn't hold the space that allowed them to come in because I was way too significant about how the launch had gone. And so, and, and not only that, but I was not peaceful at all. It was just, it was really exhausting. I never could have done it and like had a life outside of my business, to be honest. Because it was like every day I need to be, you know, in the right energy so that all the people will be on my live stream. And now, and like through this launch with So and and others leading up to it, it's like, why? What like what part of me thinks there should be a certain number of people listening? Like what like I don't even I couldn't even tell you like what the numbers are, you know, in terms of like our signups for this or anything like that, because none of it to me is relevant. I'm just looking at the part of Lauren that thinks there's significance in circumstances or that, you know, being liked or having engagement equals her ability to attract money. And so for this launch and, and the last like few months in my business, there's been a lot more like magical money coming through. So I'm just holding this space of openness around money. I'm showing up in this very devotional energy. There is 
no like requirements that need to be met in terms of engagement or viewership because none of it means anything. And then money comes in often through the launch that I'm doing, but also through other avenues, like people just finding the quantum creators course that's been happening. Or um, like recently I had a, a someone sign on and she found me literally on Google, like just all of these beautiful things happening that didn't ever used to happen before. It was like every dollar that came in, I sort of like controlled it in. Whereas now there's just this allowing of it because I'm looking at what part of Lauren thinks there are conditions that need to be met or is paying attention to, you know, her email open rates and making it mean things about her. So it's like this hovering above your own mind in a sense and being the observer of the judgments that want to come up and then being like, what part of me is judging that? What part of me thinks that is wrong and that it needs to be different in order for things to be okay? Because that's the work. If you can get to a space of non-judgment where there's nothing that isn't okay, like it's all okay. What if that's exactly as it's meant to be? What if that's the exact number of people in that training or following you on Instagram or watching you on that live stream for it all to go better than you even expected, right? It's in these judgments. and. Um, the last coach that I hired, she had just like started hitting consistent 100K months and was scaling very quickly to a uh, million dollars, which she hit in my time working with her. And one of the things she told me that I'll never forget is she's like, I, she had two kids or she had her first kid actually. And she said, I just got to a point where I couldn't control any of it. So I just had to decide that all of it was okay. That the number of people that signed up for that launch training was perfect. And the number of people inside that mastermind was perfect, even if it was one. Like, all of it was exactly as it was meant to be. And as a result, she really held this intention of scaling to a million dollars and she did it like she quantum leaped into it. And actually a very short period of time, she went from like 10, 20 K months up to hundred K months inside of a number of months, right after having a newborn, be not because anything changed other than her requirements of herself. And I've always just thought about that of like, you know, that piece, that's always the thing that I see shift for myself, for clients, for other people. It's not that suddenly they magically hit all of these requirements. It's that they actually let go of them altogether. Yeah, I I love that story. Thanks for sharing that, Lo. And one thing I want to say too in regards to that is like there are no conditions that if one area of your life is thriving, that something else has to suffer or vice versa. Because like one thing I'll say, I think, is that a lot of people who um, I find like in the coaching sphere, think that they are what I've observed as well, think that they need to show up in a certain way that appears that they've done all the work, that they're optimized, that they're the genius. When in fact, the best coaches, the best people to work with are those who are consistently doing their work, because we're all human, and we're all always doing our work. There's never going to be this point of it being done. And in fact, like, I can say that I am always in my like best coaching abilities when I'm when I'm showing up and doing the work all the time when I'm an active participant oh. in my life, which is oh, sorry. sorry. Are... Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. So there's a saying like in the coaching sphere, there seems to be this like people this I need to present myself in this way that I've got it all put together or I've already achieved everything. So that people want to work with me when really the best coaches are those that are continuously showing up and doing the work. And 
like I can say for myself, I'm, I'm able to access my best coaching abilities, my best intuition when I'm in the work. And sometimes that's literally the days where I might've spent the morning crying and I'm, I'm on calls in the afternoon, but I'm like in, I'm in it, you know, I'm in the zone because I'm in the work and I'm consistently doing the work. So what I want to say to that, there's no conditions, like as in if you're healing, it doesn't mean that like if you're healing a specific area of your life, like let's say you're healing um, after a breakup, it doesn't mean that your business can't thrive, right? Or if you are struggling in the place of finances, it doesn't mean love can't thrive, right? Whatever, wherever your lessons are, it doesn't mean anything about any other area of your life where I feel like sometimes um, people, people I've noticed think that again, they need to project themselves into reality in a, in a certain way that they've got it all figured out in order to have the success. Or that if one area of their life starts to go downhill, it means everything else is going downhill too. And that's, it's not the case ever. If you, if you decide that you just being you and you showing up to your life and whatever again is presenting itself in the now to you is absolutely perfect everything just continuously gets to grow and evolve. And again, it keeps getting better and better and better and better. The more that you trust in this, the more that you trust in yourself and your journey. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the way that I would describe it as the ultimate space of trust. It's like trust when things are going well, trust when they're falling apart, trust that the thing that you said was what you were meant to say, trust that the number of people inside that program or that free training of yours is exactly the number that it's meant to be. And in that, we we completely release control and control is the part of us that's screwing it all up and slowing down the arrival of what we want because there's so much resistance in control. There's so much attachment in needing things to be different so that we can feel like it is going to be okay. And that's where people struggle to consistently manifest. It's again, it's not ever that it was supposed to be hard. It's that we then are like, okay, well, it has to look this way and I don't trust it if it doesn't. But what if you could trust all of it? What if you're exactly where you were, where you're at right now is what if that's the perfect place for you to be? What if you know, what you ate today is exactly what you need to eat in order to thrive. What if, you know, the thing that you said in that Instagram post that later you felt vulnerable about was exactly what your audience needed to hear. And it was the thing that was going to lead people in. Like, what if you could not screw it up? And the work here is then looking at, well, what parts of me don't want to accept that? What parts of me just resisted the things that Lauren said that was like, no, I, I can't possibly believe that if I took a week off of Instagram because I was called to that that's perfect. That has to mean that my business is going to suffer. Okay, well, what part of you needs to control? Let's go to work on them. Let's release. And, and you know, often it's really seeing that part of ourselves that needs to throw the temper tantrum in a sense <laughs> that allows us to release it. And this is why Divinity is a six month program because it's very different for each person. But on the other side of it is this space of trust that moves through all of it. And as Zoe was demonstrating for us earlier, finding this space of like, I trust that it is safe to have feelings, to have a crush on someone, right? That's okay. What if you could start to trust that the parts of yourself that you have fought and that have cost you a lot of your own peace of mind are exactly as they're meant to be. And there was nothing to fight only things that then were able and allowed to shift on their own in the absence of your own resistance. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, right? Like just as you're speaking to it is like, 
every area of your life has to be okay. Like when you understand what it means to access this place, like every area of your life gets to be okay, gets to be absolutely perfect, gets to be divine, gets to be divinity in these ways. And similar as I was just touching on, it doesn't matter. Like if something shows up in the now to be like healed or looked at, or, um, you know, a challenge presents itself. Like when you've really adapted this understanding within none of it, none of it is wrong. And in fact, like solutions come more quickly because you're open to receiving them because you're not locked in that space of judgment. You're just fully allowing yourself to be free, free in what is and open to receiving your intentions, your desires, the, the flow of life. Yeah. Um, I, I, today was reading some, uh, content by Ram Das, who I shared with. So, and, uh, he has a book that I just stumbled across or an audio book called becoming, no, uh, becoming nobody. And that just like grabbed me. Cause I've been talking all week. We've been talking about all week about becoming nothing in order to allow in everything. And I saved a couple of his, um, quotes and I might share some more in the group after, but one of them was the most exquisite paradox. As soon as you give it all up, you can have it all. As long as you want power, you can't have it all. The minute you don't want power, you'll have more than you ever dreamed possible. And it, it's really that, right? As soon as you give it all up, you can have it all. But what we, what there's, what he's saying in regards to give it all up, the it part of it is really the the resistance, the fight, the needing, the wanting, and that's really what we're creating in divinity. Um, and, uh, just one other thing, I'm actually going to share it with what he said, cause I think it might resonate with her, her people and what we're talking about around trusting that your life is as it's meant to be in, in this moment is everything you've got right on your plate is where the stuff for your enlightenment is. It's breathtaking when you stand back and see the beauty of that design. And this has been a theme coming up lately with clients of mine and people I've been talking to inside of the mastermind where it's like what if there is nothing to fix here? What if all of this, even in the falling apart of it <laughs> is exactly what it needs to be for you to be able to hear this message and transform these areas for good. Right. I know, um, Courtney said something about, I've paid off debt so many times and it has come back bigger every time. What if there's no longer debt to try and get rid of? There's a part of you to make peace with that's causing the debt in the first place. And that's what this work is all about, right? But without the debt, without that that circumstance that keeps repeating itself for you, we never then know where it is that we need to look. Yeah. And same with anything manifesting in the body as this has been a big topic this week too. Anything that's presenting itself, just listening to the body and being willing to love the body through your process, whatever that looks like. Like when I was very confronted with different bouts of like healing on my journey. Like I mentioned the, the ringworm outbreak on my leg, like that's honestly like part of my language, but that freaked me the fuck out. I've never had anything manifest on my skin. So I was like, what is this? Like I'm in, in a foreign country. I don't know what it is. And I was just like, so rejecting myself, so repulsing myself. But then it was, like I decided to again, change the lens from fear to love right? Asking myself, like, what, how can I shift into acceptance here? And it was, I was coming from the base of however long it takes, I'm going to stick with you, Zoe, through this, right? So 
however long it takes, it doesn't matter. Time doesn't even exist, right? But whatever is presenting itself in the now, instead of denying, rejecting, ignoring it, right? Trying to control it, change it, manipulate it, make it different. What if you just decided, you know, however long it takes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with this. I'm going to hold this. I'm going to be open to solutions. I'm going to be open to the transformation, right? If it's like financial stuff, if, if, there's the, if it's the debt or like the student debt, I'm, I'm going to stay with myself. I'm going to hold myself through this. Whatever this looks like, however long it takes is however long it takes, right? I'm not going to make myself wrong for it. Or like myself today, it's like I have this crush. I'm, you know, however long it takes me to get over this person, that's okay. I was, I was telling Lo I was over him like two days ago or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Lo, I think I'm finally over him. I think it's done now. <laughs> No, it's okay. It doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter however long it takes. It's totally okay. We're in no rush to get anywhere. <laughs> exactly that. What if What if we're not in any rush to get anywhere? Then we can get everywhere. Because we're, again, it's like divinity to me is this space of low resistance desire, right? Like Zoe is finding complete acceptance for where she's at and looking at all the parts of herself that want to escape something and in that you have this desire, but it's low resistance. It's just a, and, and I was sharing in uh, our mastermind chat this morning, like for our launch of divinity, there's, an, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've talked with Zoe about this, but like, I haven't spent time visualizing people inside. I haven't, I mean, it's been this very sort of just light, like, yeah, I can't wait to help people inside the mastermind and like, can't wait to meet our people. But like, that's kind of the extent of it. They're really there. I've not done any energy work. I used to do like scripting and I would journal to the people that I wanted to call in and all this stuff and like visualize incessantly. And I was trying to force an outcome through energy practices. And, you know, they can be really fantastic tools if you feel called to use them. But I knew that we didn't really need those because we didn't have resistance. Like it was, we just had full acceptance of how this launch was going to go. And I think that's been the, the reason that it's become the space that it has just inside of this, this chat. And, um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I, like I said, I used to go into launches trying to hold all of these pieces together and fit them all together in the way that my ego would feel like was okay. And now there's just none of that. So now it's this very easeful space of receiving and money's come in all kinds of other ways through this launch, but it's just really, really open and it's really, really enjoyable. Like day to day, I'm just, I'm happy because I'm not looking at external circumstances and freaking out that they're not exactly what I think they're supposed to be in order for me to feel okay or believe that it's all going to be okay. It's like my security is within me. Zoe's security is within her. Of course, that then gets to be reflected back to you that there is no force involved. It's like, if you are embodying well-being, if you are embodying security, if you are embodying okayness and just presence, you're gonna have more abundance than you could ever know to even ask for, find you, and you're not gonna have to be out there, you know, trying to wrangle it in with all the right thoughts and emotions. <laughs> yes, it's just, it really is freedom. It's just freedom to just be exactly who you came here to be moment to moment and it's a whole next level of inner peace of happiness of love for life that's on the other side of this it's it's as when it, within this journey mm -hmm. i love what what deepa has said here her her post just allowing it all essentially um allowing the emotions allowing it to just all be there 
not writing any stories. And, you know, this is a nice concept to hear about. It's a whole other thing to actually do the work and actually look at the parts of ourselves that are needing to be looked at in order to really release and really access this space of just like next level openness. And to me, it just, it feels like this is a desire. I have a desire for this kind of financial outcome or this kind of outcome in this area of my life. And that's the extent of it. Now I get to go on and live my life. And I know that those things are coming. There isn't attachment. There isn't a ton of resistance. If there is resistance, I know exactly what to do in order to look at it, be with it, release it, allow it to release itself. And then what I what I desire comes in on the other side. Um, and I'm perfectly okay if the universe wants to give me something else too. <laughs> I mean, usually it's me getting what I want, but not in the way that I thought. And like, it's just, I don't know. It's just a very like magical, ease-filled way of being. And uh, I'm really grateful to be doing this work and to be doing it with Zoe and with those inside of the mastermind. Yeah. And um, it's still open. Again, you're welcome to join if you're feeling the call. And I encourage you to say yes to your soul. If your soul is calling, if this, if everything that we've been speaking into this week is really um, igniting something in you, if it's really starting to unlock things in your being, just ask yourself or imagine who could I be if I dedicated myself to this work for six months, if I put myself into a container and was so focused on this transformation and this acceleration for myself, like who could I become? What would be possible for me on the other side of that? It's often a question I like to ask myself before I commit to something, especially like financially, because the transformation begins in the transaction. So just really thinking about who could I be or what type of human would I be on the other side of that? And just start to build familiarity with that next, with that next level you or that liberated you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there is one last fast action bonus. I think it's probably the biggest. Um, and that is expiring tomorrow night. It's a whole bunch of our courses separately and together lifetime access to quantum creators, imperfect and prosperous. It's six months inside of my, uh, my, membership which has like a huge library worth of resources it's a, a money course of zoes um and uh yeah so that is open until tomorrow night and then after that this group will remain open for a while so you guys can get caught up and you know keep engaging let it continue to integrate for you we have a couple ideas of things we might want to do in this group in uh sort of towards the end of the week early next week before doors close for divinity um, so yeah, we'll still, we still got a couple of things that we're kind of planning. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but I don't know. I think that that's, that's everything in terms of our seven days of training. So anything else? Just like, I've absolutely loved this. You guys, thank you for just being here. Thank you for being a safe space. Like, thank you for like also allowing me to move through and share vulnerably and share my processing. And I just like, appreciate you. I just appreciate the energy here. I appreciate what everyone's brought. I appreciate the the shares those of you who haven't shared but you've been listening like just know that um yeah your presence is felt and your presence is a present and we're so grateful yeah i think if i could leave everyone with one thing it would be that who you are right now is worthy of love success um you know well-being more than you could possibly even know and the work is to look at the parts of yourself that don't want to accept that that is true yes oh, love you guys so much Love you guys. We'll chat soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.